0: Love Life featuring your hosts Rebecca Detman and Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. Welcome to Love Life. I'm Rebecca Detman and I'm Jane Donovan. And we really wanted to talk to you today about joy. About joy, 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 and about uplifting you because Let's face it, we live on planet Earth and we live in the third dimension, which means that the universe has a habit of throwing stuff at us to test us all the time. That's life. That's the game. That's the game. And a lot of us, we know in our head the right information to play the game, but our bodies forget it. (laughs) And we do get stressed and we do get caught in ruts and we do forget things and we do get a bit lost or out of alignment, off, off the beaten track. You know, whatever's going on in your life right now. Jane and I think you might need a bit of an infusion of joy and we're here to inject it into you and kickstart you into a better, more aligned version of who you really are. So if you're up for that, you're going to enjoy the next half hour. Jane. I love this. I'm a big fan of um, Abraham, The
1: Teachings of Abraham, uh, which is channeled by Esther Hicks. So if you're interested in uh, Googling, you'll find a million hits there with all sorts of YouTube and and products that you can buy of um, various different beautiful channeled information. Now, the real guts of their teaching is about follow your joy, the words that Henry Ford said. And I am a huge fan of following our joy. So I wanted to share today a few different tips and tools on how to do that because when you are in alignment with your true joy, life is such a giggle. And in fact, I giggle a lot. Sometimes when the dots get joined or an opportunity presents that you know that you've manifested, I, as soon as I hear that that opportunity has happened or that something that I'm wanting has been delivered, I instantly go into giggling and i like giggle a, like a five-year-old and I'll giggle for like an hour. In fact, I had a scenario on Friday. I giggled for about three hours. It was just
0: fabulous so let's get some tools and tips on how to get your passion get your joy i want to say on joy as well you know i really want to stress to people because we often feel guilty or a bit funny about the idea of just being happy to be perfectly honest like you know here we all are on earth and the purpose of life is joy that is the purpose of being here on this planet and yet how Often, how much of the time are we so far divorced from that state that it's just like, can we ever, ever feel it again? Can we ever get back there? How is it? Where where is it? How do I find it? So I think like this this is something that trips me up sometimes. I know it trips other people up is that feeling of, um, well, it's just a bit too Pollyanna or a bit too airy-fairy or flaky (laughs) just to be happy all the time. Nobody, You're here to learn and you can't just be happy all the time well actually i think we are supposed to be happy all the time and it is really really hard and that's where the learning is we are Hitler and we are learning there's no reason why you can't keep defaulting back to a place of joy because that really is all that spirit is asking of you in any given breath in, in any given moment is to allow the true nature of who you really are to shine through and to be who you really are whatever that is or may look like or be in each and every moment and if you allow and trust and honor all the processes of life you really do just remain in a joy vibration and that and which is actually it's I don't know Jane would you say it's higher than love or is it the same as love because love's obviously the be-all and end-all but joy is just that next bit funner. I, I'm actually going <laughs> to
1: say it's higher it's higher. I reckon it I is. I think it is higher.
0: It's just that next bit up from even love because we all know love feels good but who wouldn't want pure
1: joy I I think and I do think it is high but they're definitely both two totally different things that's why I always say that people all people want in life is happiness and love Mm. That's the two things they want so um love life we do a lot with love here on love life let's get into the the life part of joy yes all right so look my favorite tool I think one of the problems that a lot of people come to me with is that I don't know what makes me happy And I don't know what my passion is. I don't know what my joy is. What's
0: my life purpose? How can I be happy? It's that whole idea that when we get there, we'll be happy, but it's that here. If you're not happy here, when you get over there, you'll still be here. That's absolutely right. (laughs) So get it right, right here and now. This is the formula. I love this
1: book called The Passion Test. Now, I read it years ago, so a bit rusty on what the whole book is about. But one of my favorite exercises from it is called The Passion Test. And this is where you write a list of every single thing in life that brings you joy. And it can be from, uh, I love playing a guitar, I love children, I love uh, riding a bike, I love having a great cup of coffee, and so on and so on. You write this massive list. And, you know, with all good brainstorming, don't second guess it. If it comes into your mind, just jot it down. No one else is seeing this list. This list is just yours. So you can be compre- completely free to write whatever thoughts and feelings come into your life, into your, into your mind. So as you write this really long list, it could be, I want to be a millionaire or a billionaire, or I want to have 16 different Mercedes Benz in my car. It can be material stuff, whatever brings you happiness. It doesn't matter. As you finish that list, This is the exercise that I find really interesting. You get the top one on your list and compare it to the second. So number one and number two are going to be compared with the question of which thought or which thing makes me feel happier. So number one might have I like riding bikes and number two might be, uh, what was the other example I used, Uh, playing a guitar. Which one of those two, while both bring you happiness, which one gives you more happiness? It's riding the bike. Okay, so number one is now riding the bike. Now we're going to compare it with number three. And number three might be, I like I like working with children. Which one brings you greater joy? Oh, actually, they're pretty close, but I think it's the bike. So bike's at number one. Now we've got number four, which might be something different again, and you compare it. And if number four becomes feeling happier, that now becomes your number one and as you go through this list, you're going to come up with your number one thing in life that brings you the greatest joy. That is your passion. Now, if you find that from there, you can't do enough of that at the moment in your life, or you can't see it earning an income, or you can't, whatever it is that you're wanting to to have happen, you then look at your second one, because your second one is still going to be bringing you a lot of joy. So this really sorts out the list of priorities
0: does that make sense back yeah so I, I really like this because you know people often as well will come to me as a psychic and they'll say what's my life purpose because it's sort of that idea that how am i supposed to know how am i supposed to know why i'm here on this earth what's my mission what's my whatever um some people some higher spiritual teachers would say well there, there is no purpose i mean you, you are you are never not on purpose you're just being who you are at all times um but for those who are like yeah but what do i do with my career like what do i do that really really brings me joy um you know You don't have to, you know, have a prophetic vision or meditate or do any of those intuitive tools to get there if that's not your bag. Like Jane said, this could just be a pen and paper exercise. Yeah, where you literally do just, you write down anything and everything, no matter how silly you think it is. You know, because I'm often talking to people and let's say like they're lawyers or doctors and they're saying, but I just, I'm not sure what to do because I'm not happy. You know, and, I'll, and you know, it's sort of the same thing as a passion test. And I'll say, well, what things, what are you passionate about? What do you enjoy? And it's like people don't seem to spend a lot of time developing their own hobbies and stuff, which, which is totally alien to Jane and I who have so many hobbies. <laughs> that we've both made businesses out of them. <laughs> but, like, so there's a lot of people out there who just kind of, the only thing they'll do for some time out is sit in the sun with a newspaper and a Danish or something. And, and they'll say, well, I like sitting in the sun with my morning coffee and my Danish. And that's about actually as far as their passion list goes because they haven't really pushed themselves either. Do you have any comment on that, Jane?
1: Oh, well, I'm just trying to work out how do I turn that into a business for them. Yeah,
0: see, that's where Jane's brain would go straight away. How do I make that into a business, coffee in a Danish? I think that she would be, that person would be ideal to be hosting picnic events
1: at beautiful different locations and bringing in most beautiful bakery, pastries from some <laughs> exotic place or bake your own and there you go. Well, But, but it, is about, it is about, look, people are wanting to know what brings me joy and then when they know what brings them joy, it's because they're wanting more of that in their life. So because we spend the majority of our time in our working career, it is natural to want to turn that passion into something that they can provide an income for not because they don't want to be doing what they don't want to do. It's because they want to have more joy in their life. So if we're going to be going to work for eight hours a day, wouldn't it be fantastic if that eight hours could be around my passion? So that's why I'm always coming back to, okay, how can I join some dots for that to be a business? Mm. Because that's going to force you to be spending
0: more time in something that you love. So here's the trap is that people will, will hear that little voice right at the back of their head, that little gut feeling or that whisper that says, Something that just seems so impractical or just not, you know, workable or not financially viable or just so out of the left field that they shut it down immediately. So let's say that somebody's gone through the traditional school system, then they've gone to university and then they're doing their nine to five paid, you know, conservative job. And every now and then they'll get this little flash of, oh, wouldn't it be fun to live overseas? But they shut it down straight away because, well, I can't, because I've got a house and what about my dog and this job and then I've got my long service leave coming up. But this little flash will keep coming. Every now and then, like, it it actually makes them feel so dangerously exhilarated whenever they get this little flash that they think, oh, and straight away they say, no, but that's just not practical and they shut it down again. There's so much of that going on in the world. Mm-hmm. And I, I know I've experienced that myself too with little flashes that I've had. And, you know, I'm the one that's like supposed to be calling myself psychic here, but even... You can't see your can't, own stuff. You can't be psychic to yourself. You can't. No. Well, <laughs> yes. I need you to sort out my love life stuff with my, my beautiful partner. I need you to sort out my life. So this is the way it goes. You know, even gynecologists have their own gynecologists. Like you, know, you can't do it all on yourself, can you? So you know, I had a client
1: last week that I was actually coaching who actually, he was very much in this nine-to-five corporate or probably a lot longer hours than that um living in Sydney, had a uh, you know, big lifestyle that he wanted to maintain. And actually, his passion, I didn't realize I was doing that to him, sorry, his passion was bike riding and children. And he said, but, you know, what can I do with that? And instantly I thought, well, easy. You can change your hours of work, go to work earlier so that you can leave at 3 o'clock on one day a week, and you can go to the local after-school hours program, what they call it, OSH, um, where there are children who have parents that are working full time and don't have time to teach their children how to ride a two wheel bike or don't have time to take the children on bike rides and go and get some insurance and go and tell the school that you're going
0: to take these kids out, teach them to ride a bike. But see, straight away, right there, Jane, is that is something that the average person walking around in the population isn't. Those are dots they are not going to join. And as Okay, in, well, email me and I'll join them for Jane you. Jane will join them for you, yeah. Grace <laughs> yourself, Jane. But, you know, there's this – it kind of takes this leap to almost get there and I understand there's so many blocks we have around our own joy, to get back to, to joy, to, to the thought of living in a pure nonstop state of just joy here on earth, which would make it seem like heaven, really, mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. that's our definition of heaven mm-hmm. or nirvana or whatever you want to call it. So – It's almost like we actually self-sabotage it because it's either too good to be true or we don't deserve it or what does that look like anyway or, but nobody else is doing that or people will say, who does she think she is? Or Or what
1: if I have this lifestyle and then it gets taken away from me? I'll never recover. The
0: fear, the list of fears you could
1: write is as long as your arm. Yeah. Right? And which is why I'm a fan of starting it small, dummy, like, like, you know, chunk it down go down to really small size, such as I just said with this guy. You know, you're going to go for two hours or three hours after school one day a week. Just start it with something small. You've now just put two or three hours of pure joy working with children and bites, which is his two greatest things on his passion test. You now have added three hours of that to your working to your week of joy. And so get comfortable with that. And it's something that maybe is a little bit more manageable without the fear of or any of the fears that you mentioned.
0: So what starts to happen is the more you purposefully, deliberately immerse yourself in states of joy, so things that bring you joy, pastimes, activities, thoughts, feelings, actions, behaviours that are joyful to you, you know, that starts to strengthen something inside you and that you can begin to train yourself. For that to become the normal default state, right? Yes. So yes. then you begin to, and again, this this may happen over a long period of time. This kind of thing might not happen in a week or a month. It might take you even some years, perhaps. Well, some some it will happen really fast. Some it, and some it will happen be very slow. Depends on how willing you are to throw yourself into it with full trust and surrender. Okay, mm. so. What what can start to then happen is when something does happen in life that does, oh, give you the shits or give you a yucky feeling or take you back to some negative, grumpy energy zone or whatever, that's when, and this is what Esther and Jerry talk about as well, you know, never in life are you ever actually in disharmony with other people ever or events or circumstances. You are only ever in disharmony with you and you, and the second you has a capital Y on it meaning kind of your higher self or your inner self the, the part of you that's all wise all knowing all loving that knows what's best so it's only when you come out of a bit of alignment with your, what's best for your soul and f- with your joy vibration that's when you're feeling negativity heav- heaviness disharmony okay we
1: also do have to have contrast, though. You know, we are in a time-space reality where we have to have contrast. So we can recognize joy when that, we see it. That's right. It, well, it gives birth to new desires, mm. which is the expansion of self, yeah. the expansion of the universe, and therefore the expansion of joy, because joy can be expanded as well. And that's, I think, what we're trying to do here is help people to expand the amount of joy that they have in their life. So, well, let's come back to this guy who likes walking, uh, sorry, bike riding and children. So stuck in a job that he does for probably too many hours, 50 or 60 hours a week that he doesn't enjoy. Yet the reality is that as he brings greater joy into his life and he gets more excitement about this three hours of taking children bike riding once a week, when he's sitting in the day job that he really doesn't enjoy, he's now grateful that this day job gives him the money and the flexibility to be able to maybe consider doing it two nights a week. And so as we come into gratitude for what we now have, the sting of the contrast of being somewhere I don't want to be actually eases off. The The sting becomes less, and so the tolerance, now I know I talk about not staying tolerance, you need to accept or reject, but while you're going through a shift, it is healthy to be intolerant of something that you were finding intolerable before. That's a shift towards a better feeling, reaching for a better feeling thought. So as you are embracing the true passion of your life, to gently slip more into it is also about using a tool, actually, that Abraham calls reaching for a better feeling thought. And so when you're then stuck in the contrast of something that you don't desire, but for whatever reasons at the moment you're in it, to find a better feeling thought about that situation is going to give you greater release, greater happiness, greater softness around the situation so this tool helps you to be able to live a life that is higher up the vibration and higher up the emotional ladder than anger resentment fear we want to get you up to these feel good things so that you're feeling more along the lines of of uh, calmness peace etc moving right up to joy am i going all over the place no here? am i going all right and
0: i think you know. We need to maybe mention personal power in amongst this as well because, again, it's that, that idea that the more you keep consistently almost forcing yourself to think the better thoughts, to say or do the affirmations, to keep retraining your mind, to keep retraining your actions and behaviours back toward the things that make you feel content, peaceful, calm, loving, joyful, you come into such a strength of of who you are you come into such an incredible vibration. It really becomes quite bulletproof because this is actually true personal empowerment, self-empowerment. It's where you stop looking outside yourself for external validation. It's where you stop needing to worry about what other people think of you. It's where you do what you want to do and you don't care about, you know, not not in a nasty way other people's feelings but in a very, very liberating and cool and self-empowering way you really begin to just walk your own path and cut your own curve. And, you know, I can't stress enough, when when we look at celebrities or people that we admire, mentors or whoever they are, I mean, I reckon a massive percentage, I can't speak to but a massive percentage of the reason why we admire these people who we put up on pedestals, like some of it might be because of what they've done, you know, it might be because they wrote a great book or they teach an amazing subject or they're a great humanitarian. But I think a huge part of it is just that, they're kind of fearless and they're not afraid to live their truth, embrace their purpose and do what needs to be done regardless. You know, A lot of these people don't worry about, people, what, about what other people think or they've had to push short or they've had to fight against the odds. And we love them for it, don't we? We do. We see it and we want it ourselves. Yes. We want it so bad. Yes,
1: yes, which actually we talked a few podcasts ago about the positive shadow effect, mm. which was when you, you know, what you see in another in the positive is what you are wanting to embrace more within yourself. Yeah, So it is that self-empowerment. So one of the things that I find is a very cool tip is that when you do find yourself in this scenario that you don't want to be in, you reach for a better feeling thought about the scenario. I want to give a couple of examples on how to do this because I found this really worked for me very, very well. And I still use this tool to this day. So let's say… Uh, I'm really tired. I'm crabby. I don't want to. I know I've got to go home and cook the family meal because my husband's doing other things and he can't tonight. So it's my job to do it. And I've got a million other things I should be doing and I'm in a bad mood about the whole thing.
0: So I have
1: to do it. So I can do it and stomp around the kitchen and let everybody know in the house that I'm in a bad mood and I don't want to be doing this. And look at me. Aren't I the martyr that's doing it anyway? Well, I'm not really the martyr because I'm dragging everybody else down with my negativity. <laughs> or. I can reach for a better feeling thought. Now, we don't want to go, oh, I love cooking tonight's meal. I am so blessed to be cooking tonight. That's not realistic. I'm not going to buy it. You're not going to jump from a low-level feeling thought on a situation to the top highest. That's not going to happen. When we climb the emotional ladder, we want to do it gently so it's believable. So the next statement, instead of saying to myself, I'm so resentful and angry that I have to cook dinner tonight. I've got many other things I'd rather be doing. Two, I'm fortunate that tonight I can cook the evening meal as fast as possible and I'm going to have enlist the help of the children to help me to clean up. Now, that feels better than the resentment of having to cook the meal. Right. Okay, so it's still not ideal. I don't want to cook the meal. I'm probably going to have a bit of a battle with the kids to get them to help clean up. Hmm. But it's a better feeling thought. Now, from there, an even
0: better feeling thought is embrace your joy and order a pizza. (laughs) go on, Jane. Gluten-free. Um, so the, the next one
1: would be I'm now um, – how would I – oh, I'm trying to call up the next one. Okay, so the next one would be um, as I get to cook this evening meal, I get to choose what I actually feel like eating tonight, so I am going to be eating something that pleases me. Beautiful. And that's a much better feeling thought, and you can surrender it at that. So any situation that you've got, Just try and reach one or two or, if you can, three thought processes up. Just takes a moment to give your negative statement of where you're at, be your little pity party, your little victim story. Then the next story is just a little bit better. You're just switching the words around, adding a little bit more acceptance in there. It's going to make you feel better. And then if you can, try and tweak it a little bit better. Now guess what? We've had an attitude adjustment. Now we've raised our vibration, so we're not in a negative one. We're now in a positive one. Be at a lower one. And, and the emotions run from down the bottom, and everyone's going to be slightly different on this. There's no one set of, of, of ladder that, that suits everyone. You do your own ladder. But the bottom might be um, you know, depression. Um, there could be anger. There could be sadness. There could be fear. You come up to boredom right next to boredom that boredom let's say is the top of the bottom half of the negative emotions the next one up might be contentment you know it's such a fine line between contentment and boredom yet contentment would possibly be the bottom for most people of their top happier vibrations
0: and you know the emotional ladder is really interesting and really cool like sometimes if you've ever been in grief or in pain sometimes for a long time and then you finally tip over into something like anger it's such a relief (laughs) And it can feel great. That's right. That's why, you know, sometimes
1: when people will start crying and people are trying to stop you from crying, mm. no, just let you cry because that person might have been in depression and not actually felt any emotion for a long time. That's it. And if we knew that people were experiencing what we perceive as negative emotion, if we knew that what they were feeling was actually climbing up the ladder, we'd be embracing it and encouraging
0: them. Yeah, releasing and processing each emotion to keep going higher. That's right, to and keep going higher. We know we jump all around the ladder. I mean, that's what the ladder's there yep. for. <laughs> yeah, It's the false emotional spectrum. Yes, And as humans, that's why we put up our hand to come to this planet and to, into these bodies to have this experience because, from my understanding, up there in heaven where everything's rosy and fabulous, if you want to call it heaven or upstairs management, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> um, you know, they are in a high vibrational state. So they don't actually have the raw, rich luxury of having this full emotional spectrum to play out, they've kind of graduated a bit beyond it. We come down here to feel. So never be never be afraid to feel. I mean, feeling is knowing and it's understanding and it's being who we are and it's it's processing and it's growing. So honour emotions, never try and shut them down or suppress them. So, you know, we don't want to say, oh, you should be in joy all the time and if you're not, then there's something wrong. I mean, no. it's don't mishear the words that we're using because if you are in anger, or you are in grief, or you are in pain, or you are in trauma or depression or numbness, or whatever the the horrible, heavy, negative, lower vibrational feeling, emotion is, you still must actually honour it, and you still must sit in it, and you still must surrender to it. Now I'm not saying sit in it forever and then die and just having been depressed your whole lifetime and not done anything about it. Again, don't mishear me. But don't resist either as in in the in the sense of oh, I just have to fix this or I've got to rush off and get 10 loads of therapy or I need to take this pill and I need to you know, jump up and be amazing by Tuesday or I need to perform tonight because we're humans and we do need to have our down periods. And that's why Jane mentioned the contrast because in order to really know joy, to go up to the highs, you do need to know what the lows are just so that that balance can exist in a yin-yang sense. Yes. It also gives us clarity of
1: what it is our new desire is. So, for example, you might feel that you want to manifest the rock star job, and then you get the rock star job, but it doesn't actually quite feel like you thought it would. So, therefore, this now gives birth to the new manifestation. As you observe what it is that pleases you, and you observe what it is that displeases you, you now give birth to a new desire. And as you do, you've now got your new, or as Abraham would say, rocket of desire being launched off to the universe of what it is that you now wish to manifest. So we're constantly fine-tuning what it is that we desire, what is it that's bringing us joy. That as we do gain the manifestation of our dream or our goal or our desire, it is important to also celebrate the good within that because otherwise you're always going to be striving for something that is better and different to what it is you now have. Mm. So it is that balance between loving what you're doing because you've manifested this, Reaching for that great feeling thought so that you're in the zone of this joy, of this fun, of this excitement, of whatever of the positive emotions it is that you're in, but at the same time observing how you'd like to fine tweak that. So it's okay to have the negative through the observation of how I could actually
0: make this even better. And that's how we continue to strive and grow. And here's the other trick with joy, is that as humans, we do want to overthink everything and we get really (laughs) mental. Like literally... Literally mental. Head people. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, head people. So we want to analyze everything. We want to think about everything. We want to write lists to control things. We want to put them into our diaries for them to happen on Wednesday by two o'clock. And we, you know, we tend to just go round and round and round in beliefs, in thoughts, in stuck records, you know. And so let's look at nature. Let's look at animals. Let's look at a bird. A bird is always in its natural instinct, which means it's aligned with source, with spirit, with it can't be anything but pretty much natural all the time and there's a lot of joy vibration there that's just that's just being and allowing and just you know being alive basically channeling through spirit raw spirit a cat or a dog um that's why we love animals so much and children babies because they come through so pure like that bowl of crystal clear water that hasn't had a single thing dropped in it yet to mar it you know it's just that absolute purity still of connection to source and then, of course, as adults, you know, the bowl of water gets full of food colouring and poison and pollution and, you know, hair colour and <laughs> chemicals, and food additives, and, you know, and, and beliefs and, and, and emotional stuff. And, and we begin to muddy up our filters, okay? So, yes, go in and do the work to unclog and declutter and clear out your filter and return as truly as possible to a pure state of joy and of connection to source in happiness of who you are, love for yourself. Um, but if you find yourself getting in too much head energy, that mental bars in the thoughts in the head too much, which just loops and loops and loops and gets you absolutely nowhere, you need to do some anchoring, grounding, and get back into your body the same way that that bird who's building its nest is not thinking eight million things. It hasn't got checklists. It's not thinking about Tuesday. The bird is just in the now moment and it's building its nest. Get back into the now moment keep bringing yourself back to the moment, imagine a very big, heavy, heavy, heavy anchor or big, heavy crystal or something that's inside your body that's pulling you down in a really good way, not pulling you down, but like that can bring you out of your head where you're la-la-la-la-la, take you out of that energy and bring you back down into your heart chakra or into your gut, into your bones where the wisdom is, or go outside. This is what I actually used to do when I first started channeling and it would just send me on, my my brain would spin, like I'd just go spinning basically. And I'd go outside and I'd take my shoes and socks off and I'd put my feet and my fingers into the actual earth, like put them into the dirt. And that's how I would rinse all of that static electricity and all that extra energy out of my body back down to the ground.
1: Oh, I love this. Nice. One of the ways I like to help people to go from head to heart is with this passion test, the head exercise is writing out everything that brings you joy. That's the head exercise. The comparing the one to two, the one to three, the one to four, etc., is now your heart exercise. So instead of asking you, yourself, what do I think, you ask yourself, what do I feel? Yeah. And I often will say to clients, you know, no, I don't want to know what you're thinking. I want to know how you're feeling. And they're two completely different answers usually.
0: Absolutely. And you know what? People will go, I don't know, and I don't buy that. You're an adult and you do know, you put your hand on your heart, you close your eyes, and you ask your body, and the answer is always there. You do know, you're just running. You're putting your fingers in your ears and going,
1: la, 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 (laughs) (laughs) So this week, we hope that you're going to get into your passion, do the list, do the feeling, ask yourself, what is it that really brings me joy? And if you want help turning that into a bit of a part-time business, email me. I'll be happy to get that one happening. Jane boy. has so many ideas for
0: businesses. Seriously, hit her up, she'll tell well, you. It's kind
1: of a game for me now. Where I actually think it's really funny when people say, so I'd love to earn money from this, but I don't know how. And my game with myself is not that I know I'll come up with an idea for them. It's how fast can I come up with the idea?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Jane, do you remember who wrote the book, The Passion Test? I
1: don't, no. But what I'll do is I'll put it on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash
0: love life show. Mm. Uh, I'll put that up there, um, uh, so that you can yeah, click through
1: and buy that if you wished.
0: And a lot of the, um, the joy talk and some of the, the words and language that we've used today has come from the Esther and Jerry stuff Particularly for me, it's been their latest book, The Vortex. It's all about relationships and, and um, life, but also relationship you have with yourself, of course. So I'd recommend that too. Um, we are Love Life. We are free on the thewellnesscouch.com every Wednesday. Please join us again next week for our half-hour free podcast and jump on Facebook to chat to us, to send us messages to tell us what you'd like us to talk about. And until next week, I'm Rebecca Detman. I'm Jane Donovan. Have a fabulous, joyful week. Life is perfect. I'm not trying. It. It's just happening, and it's a beautiful. Day.